Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, everybody. It's Bob Vetter here. Before we get started, and just in case you have to get off this podcast early, if you'd like to get underway with your own healing and clear away any energetic blockages, you can get on a free call with me. Go to HealWithBob.com. Welcome, everybody, in my listening family. Today I'm here for part three interview with Steve Hill calling in from New Zealand. So, Steve, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Bob. A pleasure to be here again and just enjoying uh, your company along this uh, conversation. And um, yeah, nice to know we have so many things in common as well as who would ever have guessed. I know we do. We could spend days talking, I, I'm sure. <laughs> and Steve, today I, I want to hear about the work that you're doing now because uh, I got to experience some of it myself and I, I think it really is beautiful, meaningful work that you're doing. So if you could tell us a little bit about how you do what you do. Okay, thank you, Bob. Yeah. So I mentioned the previous one about doing a self-intelligence program, and that was like a foundation and, and a culmination of things of integrating different modalities based on my beliefs, based on spirituality. And But it wasn't until really, like I said, I, I ended up doing becoming a, a breathwork instructor that turned into be a master, a therapist, and a coach. And, and I, I hadn't really seen myself as a, a healer as such. Um, but when I look back in all the shamanic work I've been doing, I wasn't doing soul retrievals. I wasn't doing extraction work. I did do a couple of soul retrievals. But it was more for me helping people to see that they could um, – they could find their own answers by going within. And that's what I, I did often with Shamanic Journey. And I realized that from all those times of all the, the hundreds of circles that I ran, is that there were, there were commonalities, there were synchronicities, there was, there was laughing, there was crying, there was all these experiences. And it wasn't just their own journey that did that. It was the sharing, the sharing of the stories. And afterwards, when we shared, that was some of the bigger learnings for people too. So I also learned from doing that is that some people would say, oh, look, I can only see things. I go, well, that's, that's fine, you know. And some would say, well, I can't see things, but I can hear things. And then some would say, I can't see or hear, but I can feel there's something there. And I'm like, well, that's great, you know. And this led me and made me realize that there's something missing here because we have the ability externally to use all of our senses, generally speaking, unless they've been damaged, right? I mean, it, why can't that be for everyone internally? Because we know that when we imagine something, the brain fires up the same chemicals uh, and it fires up in the same regions as if we were actually physically doing it. 
and there's been experiments done with that with pianists, with basketballers, with a some would be imagining, some would be doing some imagining and some doing, and some would be just just physically doing. And they saw that the ones that were imagining uh, actually learned just as well. So don't worry about going to the gym. Just sit at home and just imagine it. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> the gym's good too. Um, so why I bring that up is because when I started to become this, this breathwork instructor, it was a journey uh, that, that finally I was doing something without a business partner. I could now integrate something I felt more comfortable with that I, I started to understand, wow, breathwork, there's so much you can do with this. And Wim Hof, obviously a great inspiration for the Western world because he challenged and this is my thing, he challenged the medical profession because I have to be honest, I, am, I know that the, the medical profession has a lot of amazing things that it does to help people, uh, but it also does the reverse as well. And for most diseases, they, it is not a pill that can fix an ill. It is really looking at someone holistically. And this is where I came to from all my learnings is that, and breath, wow, when I look at the foundations of it all, breath and how to breathe properly was a major part of that. Sleep. Yes, I'm sleeping every night, but what's the quality of your sleep? Okay, so this is me into the biohacker space. So I became a bit of a bio, well, I already kind of was before the term was coined. And so I started to get into to gadgets too. I've always been a bit of a gadget freak and I've, uh, I have an Aura Ring, I have a Muse 2. Um, we just recently purchased a Healy resonance machine that works with uh, microcurrents and, and, and frequencies, resonant frequencies to heal. So because I've realized as well, and, and from years ago when my wife was being, um, we went to John of God in, in, in Abidiania, is that he, he offered two solutions for people for healing. One was a psychic surgery and one was a physical surgery. Now I'd first read about him in the shaman's drum that I used to subscribe to. And I'm like, what this guy's scraping eyeballs with a steak knife and he's, and he's stuffing tweezers up someone's nose with a, a cotton, like um, wool thing on it. I'm like, that, that is weird. But when I got up there and I saw it, I started to understand. And it wasn't actually about the fact that he was doing something. Um, it goes back to the old shamanic times of like extracting something and they'd spit something and in trickery into their hand like it was a, a black stone or something. And then a person would be like, oh my God, they extracted that out of me. And so it, it created that placebo effect. And this is what he was doing because sometimes people need to feel that they're being healed physically where others, people could just believe it. And so for me and healing and what I do now, I, I work with different people. I'm, I'm working with my mother actually, uh, who has dementia and, and rather than like some people would say, oh my God, what you're, you're at home and you're looking after your mom and there must be a real challenge. I go, well, actually it's a great learning opportunity because I've learned so much from this experience around, you know, Don Miguel, be impeccable with your word. 
That is so important. I say the wrong things, it creates the wrong response. So all these things have come together, as I said. Um, don't take things personally. Um, I can't remember the other two. But um, maybe you, can you remember those, Bob? Don, Miguel? Oh, my goodness, you put me on the spot. Those are the two I remember. <laughs> Something about forgiveness? Yes. And, well, actually, forgiveness that, that was... Was that the book after? That was the book after, I think. Oh, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, that has been a real interesting learning. And so I'm, I'm seeing like, things. I pick up little things because I'm listening. I'm paying more attention than I ever have. And I've been doing this as well with the people I work with. I listen. It's so important to listen and not just to respond listen to understand empathically or empathetically or however you want to call that word, but so that you are seeing from their frame of reference so that you, you are seeing from their world. And there's a, there's an amazing woman, uh, Naomi Field, who does like what she calls rephrasing. And there's a couple of clips on YouTube about her. She is the master at, 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 um, yeah, at being empathetic towards people and just letting go and completely being with them. And so what I've found as I explore that aspect, I look at, I work with people and go, so, you know, tell me about yourself. What do you, what do you really enjoy in life? You know, what, what sort of things have really triggered you? What, if, what's held you back? What's, and we, we do this whole exploration and, I start to understand their frame of reference now. I go, ah, oh, I see where they're coming from. And, and it's interesting, like I'm working with uh, someone with spina bifida, I'm working with a, someone with depression, I'm working with someone with stress and anxiety, um, and a couple of others that have got anxiety as well. One that just has shortness of breath. So it's a real mix. But in most cases, it goes back to something psychologically. And this is where I feel the pharmaceutical industry has done us a, a massive disservice around the ability to heal because it has, society has put the power of our health into the hands of doctors. And the doctors are being in some cases, because it's not all cases, but they, they are influenced by the pharmaceutical industry around this is the answer. You know, I remember from the, the two I'd seen conference, the word that comes up is, I know what's best for you. Okay, and I remember that I like to, I like to integrate new teachings as I go. And for me, that's for colonization. The first one was divide and conquer. Right, and that goes through so many things, and even to our own self, we have been divided in our own self. Where we're we're stuck in our outside world of consumerism and social media. But what about this beautiful inside world that gives us so much peace and love and joy when we know how to access it and use it? So, where I'm getting to, and I mentioned the senses before, is that how do we then? How do I then help people to explore that in this journey through breath work? So I discover what's going on with them, and then I help them to connect with their inner senses, right? Because what's the point of going exploring when you can't see? 
you know, or, or you can't hear or you can't feel or you can't touch um, internally. So by helping them and guiding them through like, like um, meditations, so I will personalize the journey for them once I understand their frame of reference and what we may need to release at the time. And as they go through that meditation, I'm, I'm looking at what do they want? What do you actually really want? Because a lot of people, you ask them, what do you want? And they go, well, I don't know. You know, someone, one person I was working with, uh, suffering from depression, you know, he's on medication and things. And I said, well, I, I did a timeline. I elicited a timeline with him. Okay. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's the idea of closing your eyes and going, okay, if you could think of a time in maybe yesterday, where would that be coming from? Okay, so it's coming from behind me. Okay, cool. What about a week away? Well, it's even further behind me. What about, and so you go like that, right? Okay, what about in the future? Where would that be? Mm, it's in front of me. Well, some might go to the side, it depends. What about if it was, you know, maybe three months away? Well, it's further in front of me. Well, this person, they couldn't go any further in front of themselves. And from the previous conversation I've had with them, they didn't know what they wanted in their future. They were still attached to their past. And therefore, they, they couldn't see into that future. And I, as I was talking to him, he was, he was sharing some of the things that he'd been doing in the weekend and how, and I could see his passion. And he was like, oh, yeah, I went and picked this person up and they were undergoing some mental health issues and I just took them out to the beach. Oh, it was so amazing to see how they changed. And I'm like, okay, I've got an idea for you. What if you get all this stuff sorted out and you become a mental health PT? He's like, what? I said, yeah, well, I've got a friend in the States, uh, Louis Melmadrona, and he's working with someone in another part of the States to, to do dementia PTs personal trainers. He's like, yeah, actually. And he started to think about that. So I remember that part of the conversation, right? And I'm like, okay, we're going to magnify that experience in this breath work. So what I do in the breath work and in the meditation part, I will magnify because every memory you have on your timeline is a magnification. Okay. So if you were to look back and try to remember what you had five years ago on a, a Tuesday morning for breakfast, there's no way that you'd remember that, you know, unless you had a, an amazing, impeccable photographic memory. Um, but if something traumatic happened, maybe your, your parents for the first time had this massive fight that, that one of them got injured badly, you, it would be traumatic and you would remember that. Okay, so that's a magnification. A memory is like a magnification. So now for me then, I created this magnification of what he wanted, of what, and I said, we're going we're gonna to magnify this thing up. So I, I took him through the meditation and took him through the breath work. And in the breath work part, it's like a rhythmic breathing, and it'll start off nice and relaxed in the first round, and, and um, we bring in good feelings. So we're bringing in a positive charge into the body. So if you think that you want to manifest something in your life, how can you possibly manifest something when you have a low level of vibration? Okay, when you're, when you're, um, 
well, you can in some ways. I, sh I shouldn't say it so much, but because there's nothing ever that's 100%. But generally speaking, if your energy is low, and I said to like, oh, Bob, you know, I've got this really amazing idea, and you know, I want to, I want to change the world with it, and um, you know, are you interested in helping me out? You'd be like, mm, I don't know, what's what's he saying? But if I'm like, Bob, I've got this amazing idea because I'm like, I'm so excited about it, and I've embodied it. And I've this whole energy is cursing through my body. You're like, well, what's this? I, I want to be a part of this. Well, tell me about it. So there's quite a difference, you see. And, and the way uh, energy can affect our ability to attract. So I work with that. And I help people in the meditation to, to um, better connect with their inner senses. So for a start then, that's going to help them to have a better experience on the inside and in the inner world. And then we magnify that up, which is like an NLP technique, totally, okay, which is neuro-linguistic programming. So I magnify that up. And then we go into the breath work, like I said, and now we're, we're pumping in this, this breath into it. We're breathing life into this now that we want. And we're breathing it into every cell of our body, right? And now we're feeling, well, I'm embodying this whole thing. This is like not just mental now, this is physical. Okay, and then we go into these outbreath holes or kumbakas, and they call them pranayama. And that's where all of a sudden you're like, oh, everything goes into this beautiful, peaceful, quiet state where there's none of that jibber jabber, all those stories around this or that, that just disappears for so many people. And that's when we drop into that alpha theta state um, and you go deep. And it's in that area where change happens. It starts to happen because now I'm connecting or they're connecting. I'm guiding them to connect with their, uh, with their, their higher self or, or their, their kind of unconditional part of who they really are without all that condition and programming. That's the core, their essence. And now I'm like, now I want you to embody that thing that you want and connect with that inner part. And now... We're aligning that inner world together of what you desire, your intense desire of what you want to the core of your being. So I did this with this guy. Okay, it's this example, this person. And they came out of it afterwards and they're like, wow, you know, I know what it feels like to have what I want now. And he was all goosebumpy and he, he, He's like, I saw it. I saw myself. I was walking along and I was doing the things that you asked me to do. And, and now I know that's actually, that is what I want. And he's had this quite a big transformation. And, and because what was happening is that because he didn't know where to go and a lot of people undergo trauma and then they get healed from the trauma, but then, well, what's next? I've let all this stuff go, but I'm still lost. And I don't know what I want. But when I start to help people to find out what they want and do that digging for their gold around what they want, all of a sudden now they've got this, this beacon of light ahead of them. And the decisions now that they make on whether they want to kill themselves or whether they want to survive and be this thing become completely different. And that will drive them towards, because they've felt it, they've experienced in the brain and in the body and chemically. Yeah, does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm.
So this, this course of work that you do with breath work, how does somebody learn that? I mean, you described a one-on-one -on -one process. I'm assuming that there are other ways within uh, your yes. work where, where maybe groups of people learn it. Yeah. So there's three areas that I work in for healing, for energizing or manifesting. Okay. And now I, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm a part of Soma Breath in a lot of ways. I'm one of the three mentors in the world. Um, I do um, one of the few masters. I've been with them for probably out of the first 20 of people that were instructed, but I bring in my own stuff as well. And create my own journeys. I will do one-on-ones, I do classes online. And I do them at 10 o'clock um, Monday mornings, which, which is a Sunday in the evening, I think, in around six or seven in the States, uh, where people can get to experience them. I also do, um, I do retreats and things like that. So I do workshops online sometimes, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, there's more information that they can find out in, on Inner Oasis um, on the website I have, and I have Instagram and Facebook, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mention those um, manipulative social medias. Uh, but we all, you know, I've always said you use them, you know, for, for helping people, um, for me, is, is it's more for that. It's not about manipulation, which is what seems to be immersing um, now, uh, and watching a few <laughs> different social dilemma. Anyway, I won't go there around that. But what I'm seeing at the moment, Bob, is there's a lot of people now, because of what's happening in the world, are waking up, shake, being shaken up, and, and some are just really not handling it. You know? and, and stress and anxiety domestic abuse, there's so many things that are on the rise, uh, which is really part of this whole global chaos and transition that I believe is going to take us to a better place. And this has happened many times in the past, whether it was wars or whatever it was, that there was, you know, like this burst of technology or burst of consciousness or whatever it might have been. And <clears throat> excuse me, within, we used to have this thing called the growth cycle um, and, and the, the program I talked to you about a while ago and how it worked was you started at the, the top of having a challenge, right? Now you get given this challenge, I challenge you to do this. The next part is chaos. Now, if you don't have enough skills or capabilities, you're going to go into chaos and, and things are going to be too much. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I give up. Well, it might be too easy and this is boring. I'll move on. And you become so competent. It's easy. But you learn a lot in the chaos. And that will take you to competency. When you become competent, you can keep doing that same thing over and over again. But then after a while, you might get complacent with that. Or you might go, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to play with this. And what can I create out of this? And this is kind of what's happening a lot in the world, right? There's a lot of people, you can take this from the microcosm right up to the macrocosm. And, but even if you keep playing with that challenge or that concept, what's happening, you're going to get bored after a while again. So you need a new challenge. And that's kind of the, what 
I see is the, the, the cycle of growth in a lot of ways for, for us as humans and how we relate to things. Um, so what I, I bring up some of these tools and uh, I'm not sure how much time we've got left. So I, I won't go into another one that Denise Lynn taught me, but it was about the medicine wheel and how amazing that was. Um, but just in brief, being in the middle, the East being that born for the first time. And this is kind of some of the things I've talked about. Being present. Oh my God, what's that in front of me as a baby? It's a, is that a, I don't even know if it's a hand, but I can see something I haven't seen before. Imagine if you could see the person that you've always known when they come to your door to say hi, to see them for the first time. Or the person that comes to see you that you might not have seen for 10 years, you see them for the first time, even though they might have hurt you because they've changed. So how can you do that? The child, how do we accept in the self, the child within, to have that play, to have that fun, to, to in, not be so serious as an adult, right? When do we go to the adult and take on those responsibilities and, and you know, accountability and all those things for who we do? When do we go to the north and be that elder and share the wisdoms and the teachings that we've had along our journey so that others may in turn learn from that to, to build upon it? You know, so that's in brief, but that was another great, great learning of, of the, the Native American medicine wheel um, that I took on then. So as far as the, the healing classes uh, and if you come onto the site, you might want to do some free stuff too. And I can um, guide you to some of that as well, but you can contact me, email me, whoever it might be. It's all on the website. So what is, what is your website, Steve? Uh, www.inneroasis.io www.inneroasis.io. That's right. Yeah. I'll do it with an American accent so everybody understands me. Yeah. And actually, I why I came up with that name? Because I-O is Eeyore. And Eeyore is the Māori in Māori. It's the supreme God, the supreme being. Then I had to find a name <laughs> that was Inner Oasis, I-O. I for Inner O for Oasis. Now, also, the line in the circle is the foundation of all sacred geometry. It's the foundation of all binary and, and all the software that we have now. It's the creation of all of that. So there's these interesting parallels, too. Mm. Beautiful stuff, Steve. This has been a, a wonderful, wonderful journey for me personally and for our listeners, I think, as well. So Steve Hill... Thank you so much for spending three separate sessions with us. It's been great. Okay. Thank you. And a takeout, be yeah. the driver of life, not the passenger. Wonderful. Okay. So if you're suffering from a bit of stress and anxiety um, with what's going on in the world right now, one thing you can do is to take in a breath in four and always breathe out twice as long as you breathe in. Okay, that'll calm your nervous system down. Or if you like, find a, a wood instrument, a flute or something where you're always breathing out longer than you breathe in and that'll help to calm you down. 
toning, arms, whatever. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Steve Hill, for being with us. It's been a great, great three sessions. Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah, it's been awesome. And, and uh, much love to everyone out there who's listening. And if you have that love, share it around the world. And what's the, the Maori greeting or uh, farewell? Uh, Kakite ano. Which means what literally? It, it means farewell. <laughs> farewell. <laughs> thank you so much, Steve. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're a very spiritual person who just needs a little help clearing away what's been holding you back through some relatively quick healing techniques, get on my calendar for a free call. Go to healwithbob.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.